Alex Joshi podcast. My guest today is my first and oldest friend on the planet Earth, Mario. We have been friends since early childhood, since both of us were three years old and have uh, lived across from each other ever since my family moved to California. So I was very pleased to have him on the podcast and uh, we talked about many things including our childhood memories, Mario's raising of his two daughters, COVID, and practices of tech companies in Silicon Valley. Hope you enjoy it. So, how about a little, uh, how about a little background for those, for those people that don't know who you are? You're my, you're my oldest friend in the whole wide world. You and your brother. Yeah, me and my brother Anthony. Um, yeah, I don't. Shit, I don't even know how old we were. We were probably like two or three. I want to say first met. I want to say three. Three. I want to say three because we moved here when I was three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three. Three. It is. (laughs) Congratulations, Um, my friend. What's that? Say that again. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. So we've known each other forty-seven years. Is that what they say? There, there's re- there's regular minutes and then there's hot minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's cold minutes, warm minutes, hot minutes. Hot, hot minutes would mean it would be even shorter, though, right? No, hot minute is like sarcasm. It's sarcasm for saying a long time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, met each other, lived across the street from each other, still live across the street from each other. <laughs> <laughs> can you? Can you? I think that's my. Fa- I, I think that's my favorite part about it. Dude, about this whole. Relationship we have, we're still across the street from each other. Can Can you remember the actual initial meeting? Because I can't. I know, like, no. I know, I know. Mom, uh, I think mom took me over there once, and and that's how I met you guys. Um, I I don't remember the initial meeting. I don't. I'd be lying if I if I said that I did. Okay. Do you remember when my my toys were in the garage? And we were, we were playing with all my toys like like on the edges of the garage. Yes. Okay, so that that was a, probably around age four. Okay. Yeah. 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 I definitely remember it being in the garage. But it it it, it, it had only been like I think six months since we moved. So, so it was early. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, I don't. I can't even put a number on it, but I'd have to say definitely like around like. For sure, four. For sure, four. So you're probably right. It probably was. Yeah. You were three. Yeah. You were born in 1980, right? 81. Oh, 81. Okay, I'm 80. Okay. So, um, yeah, man, it's been, it feels like it's been forever. It's been my whole life. Yeah. And I do remember having other friends, but I do remember, like, you being the first. You're definitely the first friend that ever, that I remember. (laughs) Like, you know, I remember when I was that age, I would also, uh, we had big wheels and we used to ride the big wheels uh, with our other neighbor. Uh, I think his name was AJ or BJ or I, I forgot his name. He, he doesn't live there anymore. But I remember that's probably like some of my earliest memories, just riding the big wheels. And I want to say I was like five. Yeah, I, re- uh, but, I, but, I, I remember we had some kind of like Grand Prix. I remember I had that Crestmobile that I couldn't ride. Uh, I don't know where da- my dad even got all these things. 
he, or like they, they found it at a yard sale or something, but he got like, remember I had the big wheel, which I, I could use. And then there was like the Crestmobile, which your brother rode all the time. And then, <laughs> and then I had that like skinny skateboard and the fat skateboard. And then you guys had your bikes also. And I remember we like, there was one time we went like four of us crew down the street. Hell yeah. Just like cruising. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, I remember, dude, that dude that I was talking about, I think his name was AJ, or BJ, or RJ, or something, but he lived, like, two houses down from me, um, and he, in his front yard, he had, like, uh, it was, like, a, a, a sidewalk cement pathway, but we used to ride the big wheels through there. It was kind of like, like a course. It was, like, a, a course for us to ride, and we used to ride there. We used to ride up my grandma's uh, driveway, and then it would kind of. She has stairs that goes down the side of the lawn. We would ride down that, and yeah. just kind of keep riding that thing, that course, the whole time. Yeah. <clears throat> so I definitely remember that. But even before that, yeah, I remember like hanging out, even hanging out with you in my garage, hanging out with you in your garage, and then as we got older, you know, in the house, and then yeah, played a lot of video games. And when you moved to Palo Alto, we would be there every weekend. Do you, do you uh, me and my brother? Do you remember the first time you slept over? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't either. It all. It all. Blew. There were so. Dude, there were so many times. There was so many. There was like countless times we we stayed stayed the night over there. Yeah. I remember staying the. I remember staying the night more so in Palo Alto than ever in Sunnyvale. Yeah. The Palo Alto house versus the Sunnyvale house. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember any. I'm sure we did, but I don't remember any vivid memories of staying in the Sunnyvale house. But Palo Alto, dude, it was like. I grew up in that house. I think that's a big reason why, like, when your dad passed away, it, it hit me so hard. Like, that house was, and your guys's being with you guys was like my family. You know, it's like yeah, you guys helped your dad, your dad and your mom helped to raise me and my brother. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's not to take away from my parents and, and my grandparents because they were also there. But you know, we, me and my brother, used to love going to your house every every weekend. And I remember at first it was like. Yeah, we go over on a Friday, come back Saturday, and then it was like, no, can we just stay? And then it, we, it would turn it turned into Friday, Saturday, coming back Sunday. Yeah, that those were legendary. <laughs> those were like, oh wow, this is amazing. Yeah, dude, that was great. Those are those are the times I think about where I could be like, those are the, ti- those are the times I think about now where I'm like, dude, I wish I could go back to those times and have no worries and just hang out with my buddy and just you know we would just do whatever the hell we wanted all day <laughs> once i get the house fixed up dude you you and anthony have to bring the kids over and we'll have, oh fuck yeah we'll have we'll have to we'll have to get together i, I would love to do that dude just just have, oh my god just i can't wait dude. just for just for just, so they could see that and they could know that hey this is where we grew up this is yeah where we have all these memories I, another memory i have of the uh palo alto house is uh I think I forgot who had the box set. I'm pretty sure it was you, but it was the box set of uh, uh, <clears throat> um, the Godfather movie, the trilogy. Yeah, that's me. And I remember we tried to watch it all on one sitting, <laughs> and we and we got to the very end of like the third one, and we were just like, "Ah, oh, this is it. This is enough." <laughs> yeah, I. I, for some reason, that hella sticks out in my mind. Us trying to watch the full box set trilogy of the Godfather movies. <laughs> I, I did it with you guys, and I, I tried to do it one more time with another friend of mine later on, like in college. And same uh-huh. same thing happened. We got to like the last half hour of the third one. It's like <laughs> I can't stay awake. Yeah, dude. And um, it's funny. Yeah, kind of, I kind of did the same thing. 
later on i bought the box set for myself i think i still actually i might not have it anymore but i bought the box set for myself and um i tried doing the same thing just by myself like just you know binge watching all three of them yeah but there's they're so long i mean they're great movies dude but they're so long it's kind of hard to do it's like an all-day thing yeah it's like watching extended versions of lord of the rings like oh god i can't i can't do it all in one sitting yeah, I my my fondest memories are are horsing around in the pool, uh, yeah, pl- hell yeah, playing Nintendo, and usually like I'm I'm the one still asleep and like your your brother's awake like beating levels, <laughs> like you and I, I you and I are both asleep and then like your 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 brother would be the earliest one to wake up, and then like because we'd been try we'd been trying to like for hours to get past a certain level and then like in the wee hours in the morning he would just do it. And then he he, yeah, he'd be like, he told he'd be he, like uh, he told me like oh uh, dude remember that level we couldn't get to I got to it <laughs> yeah me, me and you were probably hogging the controller and he just wanted to play and so he was looking at our our sleeping downtime as a, a, an opportunity for him to play <laughs> poor poor guy <laughs> but yeah dude I remember the pool dude the pool was so fun like and the jacuzzi yeah. Me? I remember I got stung. I got stung by a bee in the jacuzzi. You guys had uh, around the jacuzzi. You guys had rose bushes all around the jacuzzi. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember I was sitting there one day in the jacuzzi. Oh, I don't remember how old I was, but my hand was just you know my upper body was outside of the water, and I was just kind of relaxing. And my hand was on the cement, and there was a bee that landed on my hand, and I remember like. I, I just sat there and watched it. Like, I wanted it to sting me, you know? <laughs> I, it landed on my hand. I sat there and watched it, and I waited, and I let it sting me. It started stinging my hand, and it didn't really hurt. And I watched the whole thing, and I was like, oh, that's what it feels like to get stung by a bee. <laughs> I, I remember I was I was sitting one time, and, like, a bee, a bee stung me. Like, I was sitting on the brick with my feet in the water, and then, yeah. like, a bee stung me, like, underneath the like between the brick and my thigh like it stung me oh god so it, yeah, yeah. It, hurt, it hurts initially but then like then it was fine then it was just like a mosquito bite afterwards you're like ow yeah, ow like maybe. like something poked me ow 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 and then you're like oh, made, what the heck and then it I made looked, sense though it made sense though like having the rose bushes by the by the jacuzzi was Probably not the best idea. The idea, best idea. Still, want to get stuff. Like they're it. still there. The roses are still still growing over there. Oh shit! Yeah. No, the reason that that was when we had the best uh, when the trees came out the best also because Dad had that. The only reason we had bees was because Dad had a hive in the corner there. Oh. He had like a a two box, a two box little hive for the for the trees, oh. and like. Dude, I think I. I think I remember that. And that that's when the that's when the fruit came out the best because the trees were, the, the trees were, the bees were pollinating everything. Yeah, I think I remember the box that you had. So like everything got everything got pollinated perfectly. So then that that's why like every tree was like busting out. That's why we'd be eating oranges, we'd be eating like apples in the pool and all that. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I always remember eating a lot of yogurt at your house too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it was Greek yogurt. I don't remember. But... No, it was Yopl- it was Danon and Yoplait. I liked the Yoplait. Uh, Dad liked Danon. Yeah, dude, I remember loving yogurt because of that. Even like all the different foods that you guys would have, like 
that really opened up my eyes to like not just Mexican food, but or the food that my my family would cook. It would it would be like you know the stuff that you guys would have. I, I would be loving it, and it opened up my realm of food to all this other sort of stuff too that I would eat even when I wasn't with you, like you know Vietnamese food and yeah, well, what, Thai Thai food and. Dad used to dad make dad made us uh, kitchery right most of the time, or or, yeah. or, or uh, Indian potatoes, which was like yellow, yellow potatoes with turmeric and onions. Yep, yep. yep. And then uh, mom made uh, like mom made you know American food like pancakes and stuff all the time. But- oh yeah, I remember breakfast. We would have breakfast like every weekend. But butterfly people, pancakes. Pe- people would come over for dinner like. Um, your dad's friends would come over and they would play bridge and we, you know, their kids would come over and we, we would hang out with all their kids, like, you know, meeting Nilesh and Samir. I, I even remember one time, I don't know if my brother was with us. It could have just been me and you, but my brother probably was there. But uh, we went to Nilesh and Samir's house and it was in, I think, like Los Altos. Yeah. I think I forgot. Yeah, Los Altos. Yeah. And I remember it was a three-story house, dude. And I was like, whoa, what the hell? Dude, this is a three-story house. <laughs> like, what's this extra story for? And I remember, like, we were all, I think, on the bottom the bottom floor. And we were, like, playing video games or something, all of us. And we were, like, trying to, like, I think his parents were calling him or your your parents were calling us. And they were, like, all the way on the top floor. And we were, like, I just remember thinking, like, man, this house is so big. It has three stories, and like we have a whole story to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still there. They're still. Oh, in, they're still in that house. Yeah, they're still in that house. The, his parents oh, are wow. at least. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. They've since. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but the the second floor was like carpeted. But the. Oh, I don't remember. They they've since put, like there used to be carpet all down the hallway, and they've since put um, like hardwood. Uh-huh. And then so you, when you. Because when you enter, you're you're on that split land, landing, right? So you can either go down to the to the bottom floor, or you can go up to the second floor. So they actually put like hardwood all on the second floor. Oh, that's nice. And the, the upper floor wasn't even a floor; it was more just like a loft bedroom. Just a whole bedroom floor. Yeah. I remember I used to love that about your house too. In Palo Alto, the uh, the floors were heated. Yeah. In Dude, the, in the mor- I used to love in the morning. Yeah, waking up in the morning, walking barefoot, or even with socks on, you can feel like the heat coming through the floor. I was like, uh oh. the the ra- the radiant heat's broken now. I wish I could fix it, but I'd have to like break up the whole floor. Oh yeah, but we'll we'll see. I may I may have to because I I just talked to the um, I just talked to the contractor on Friday yesterday. Yeah, uh-huh. and so we went through. Um, because I, I I did the design of the bedrooms and the bathrooms already, so this session was for the kitchen because that takes more thought, right? Uh-huh. So I, I've I've designed the kitchen, but he's like, hey, do you have, uh, you know, we're gonna have to break the floor here, here, and here. Do you have like leftover marble? I was like, yeah, <laughs> from <laughs> it's in it's in the garage, but uh, yeah. we'll we'll see. Because if I don't have enough marble, then I I might have to. It, they might end up having to br- break the whole floor. I hope it, I hope they don't have to. But we'll see. Yeah. But but if so, you, if, if if they do have to break the floor, then I'll I'll fix the radiant heat. Are you gonna like design the house to be like a smart house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so dope. I love that, dude. That I I wish I could show you the design. It's dope. He's gonna widen all the doors, 
Uh-huh. And so that you can fit a wheelchair through, like all the doors will be like three feet wide at least. Nice. And then uh, my the the master bedroom bathroom, um, he's gonna make a big shower in there and for me to sit. Yeah. It's it's gonna be dope, dude. It's gonna be so yeah. good. That's exciting, man. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm really excited. It's gonna it's gonna cost a pretty chunk of change, and I'm gonna have to probably like subtract some of the things I want in order to get it done but yeah if i if i could if i could just find a job you know to it, it, that'll pay me while I, to make up the difference like then then i'll be fine yeah well we'll yeah. see we'll just, see with this whole co- with this whole covid thing man it's like the, the world is like flipped on its head right now it's so, hard to it's hard to find a job just because unless the job is going to allow you to work from home and yeah, yeah. There, are, there are there are a lot of jobs like that but there's also a lot of jobs not like that so how, how are you coping with covid how's it been for you uh, it's been good dude it's been like kind of like i mean it, it's it sucks because you know i don't i had a job that i was working at for five years and i would go there every day and i kind of had my routine which was great and i was making good money and stuff but um it's given me a chance to kind of I got laid off in March so it's given me a chance the first two months I didn't do anything I just sat around and I was just being a lazy bum but then I started I noticed I came I gained 19 pounds in two months wow and I, yeah and I was like whoa dude I can't be doing that shit anymore so I bought a bicycle and I started riding the bicycle and stationary bike a bit uh no no uh it's uh it's made by uh specialized it's not some crazy expensive bike it's like a hybrid like it's like a hybrid mountain bike and like a street bike okay it's it's meant for like city but it, you can also take it on like trails too it just can't it can't be like trails with the it needs to be packed soil it can't be like you know mountain bike trails where it's all dirt and um you know rocks and stuff i, th- I think specialized makes wheelchairs also Oh, do they? I think I've I think I've seen like a specialized wheelchair and stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Their their stuff is quality. The bike I really like it. I got it used from a buddy of mine, so I didn't spend too much money, and the bike was practically brand new. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to, I haven't had to change anything on it, and I've been using it almost every single day, dude. It's like been crazy. And is that but, is that doing the trick? Say that again. Is that doing the trick? How far do you ride? Um, I, right now, like I have a good, pretty good routine of like riding from my house to, it's about a 12 mile, 12 to 15 mile bike ride. Um, but then, you know, the fire started happening too. And so I, I wasn't exercising during that whole ordeal. It's still kind of going on, but not yeah. as bad as the beginning. Yeah. But that kind of, that slowed me down for a good two weeks to a month. Yeah. Where I didn't want to, I didn't want to go outside just because the smoke was so nasty. Yeah, no, you're better off. You probably do more damage if you force yourself. And the, even if I, you know, try to do the N95 thing, it's still, I don't know. I just feel like my my eyes start burning. I, I feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm suffocating myself almost. Yeah, it's so. It's you really. I, it's so I, funny. When I ride the bike. When I ride the bike, I try not to stop. Like I try to just go the entire time. Like I try to go. As, as hard as I could possibly go of course without you know hurting myself I just try to go as hard as I can because yeah it's fun to ride the bike and it's cool to see the, the sights but it, I'm, I'm doing it because I want to get a good sweat yeah 
and it's hard to, it's kind of hard to do that on a bike i was running before before i bought the bike i was running a couple miles outside probably like three to four times a week and that started taking a toll on my lower back i started having issues and it got to the point where i could barely walk like i had some herniated disc on my lower back so i could barely like wipe my ass dude it was bad <laughs> so i i stopped running for the most part and i and the bike really helped with like the lower back stuff but you just don't get the same sweat that you get when you're like lifting weights or running or yeah doing that sort of stuff and i had a gym membership too but again covid hit and the gyms closed down and i ended up canceling the membership so my, basically my, my my whole exercise routine is just out, outdoor type of activities yeah my my gym just opened up they they put everybody on hold like they they mm-hmm. you know kindly s- stopped charging everybody during covid but they, <laughs> they, they, uh, but they just, they just opened up now. So they're like, like, yeah, they're like, yeah, you know what? These people, these people aren't coming in. So yeah, maybe we shouldn't be charging them. <laughs> they're not allowed. They're not allowed to come in per, per COVID. So hmm, yeah. yeah, maybe we'll, we'll kindly not charge them. So now they've, now they've got like a soft open. Okay. Supposedly they've got, you know, hand sanitizer everywhere and, They'll they'll let you in on a limited basis, but um, yeah. I just I ch- I'm on the fence because I'm I'm I so I froze my account, and, and that just means they uh, they charge you, but it's a discounted rate, but they keep your 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 account open. So I think it's it's like ten bucks a month while your account's frozen. Otherwise, it's something like forty. Um, so just out of optimism, I'm I'm freezing it and t- uh, assuming I'm going to get a job relatively soon. And then if assuming I get a job again, I'll I'll, I'll start going again because I I was enjoying it too. I'd go after work, and yeah, like I got into a regular routine where, at, right after work, I would just hit the gym, and go for, go That's for awesome. go for an hour, go for an hour and fifteen minutes, and uh, you know just go at my own pace, use the use the machines I know how to use. Yeah. work my legs and it was it was really helping me a lot and i was really yeah. i was standing straighter i was walking taller um i don't know did i ever send you the video i managed to balance on the you know those hemispherical balls yeah i think you did actually and i remember i remember when you were working out we would run into each other um you know just like coming in going from work and i would see you and you would tell me like yeah dude i'm going to the gym and um, you were telling me about your exercises and how, like, like you said, you were standing up straighter and you were having a little bit more, more, uh, mobility with your legs. And I was like, dude, that's like the best thing to do, you know, like not only for the physical reasons, but also for the mental shit too. It's like, yeah, it was, I was you, go to, you go to the gym, you can be stressed out and you, you get to let that stuff out when you go to the gym, you know, it just helps get rid of the day and anything that might be stressing you yeah, out, not only physically, but mentally too. And I, I think I've, I've like, you know, I, I had a, de- a decent amount of muscle. And I've lost it all now. I'm now back to being a twig. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how how quickly, if you have a um, a good work a workout routine and regiment, and if you have the proper diet, you can really pack on the muscle or lose the weight. Whatever your aim is, you can do it pretty quickly. Yeah. But if you stop doing that, you can also lose it or revert back to whatever your old routine was really quickly. Too. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like a lifestyle thing, man. That's one thing that I learned. It's not some flash in the pan hey i'm just gonna go for a week and lose five pounds and i'll be good no dude it's a lifestyle change you have to dedicate yourself and make time for it it can't just be in passing you have to take time out of your day to actually pursue it go do it yeah 
I'm I'm yeah. get, I'm, hey, get, I'm hey, getting a lot of one second. I got my mechanic calling me on the other line. Give me just one second. I'll, I'll keep it real quick. No problem. So um, yeah, you know the COVID, I look at COVID as like it's kind of like good and bad. You know, it's bad because people are dying, and I hope it doesn't happen to anybody that I know or just anybody people that I don't know. Like it's not cool when people die, but it is cool because it's making a lot of people step their game up, dude. Like think about the business. Think about the businesses. Like how many businesses now are gonna that? Not all businesses, especially retail businesses, but like the Apples and the Googles and all these places where you don't necessarily have to have people come in to work every single day. Like you don't have to come to the office every day. You can work from home. Yeah. And I think you know that's something that in the United States, at least, it's kind of like you know we all we do is we eat, sleep, and go to work. And, like, you get your two days off a week, but even then you're you're doing something, like, for the house or you're doing something for the kids or, you, like, you're just – there's a lot of things to do. So I think, you know, we need to kind of – it's forcing people to slow down, take a step back, reevaluate, reassess, yeah. and kind of get their ducks in a row, you know, figure what's important to them instead of living this fast-paced lifestyle where it's now, 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 go, go, go get out of my way. I'm honking my horn. You know, it's, it's causing people to appreciate what they got. dude. And, um, so, you know, again, it's bad, but it's also, I always try to look at things like anytime something negative happens, I always try to look at the positive and the positive from this is like, it's causing me to be healthier. It's causing, even though I lost my job, it's causing me to be healthier. But now that I have more time on time on my hands, I can not only exercise and do that sort of stuff, but I can concentrate on my kids more. You know, I like my kid, my daughter, Natalia, she's here Monday through Friday going to school. Her mom works Monday through Friday, but she's pretty much here with me during the week because I'm not working. So I can help her with her schoolwork and I could be here for her instead of her having to go to her grandma's house where her, her grandma's not as tech savvy and her grandma doesn't know, you know, remember all the stuff from elementary school that she, that my daughter's learning right now. So she might not be able to help her as much. So yeah, it's huh? allowing me to spend more time with my kids, spend more time with my family. How do you, and, how do you uh, have your kids handled COVID? Say are, that again. How are they handling COVID? Have they just been rolling with the punches or they hate it or who your kids? Oh, my kids. Um, Malia, she said, uh, she's a senior in high school. So she's pretty much just like, whatever, you know, She's like, yeah, um, I don't mind. She told me she doesn't mind doing the Zoom meetings and, and the, the uh, video classes because it's her last year of school. I mean, the thing that she cares about is, you know, being with her friends and doing that sort of stuff right now. So she's not really – she's going to graduate on time and all that. So she's not worried about, like – she's looking at it like, hey, school's over. Who cares if I have to do it via, you know – video meeting it's fine yeah she 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 wants to walk the stage and go to prom and that sort of stuff and i hope she gets to do it but i already told her like just you know just assume that you're not going to be able to do it because this whole year has been a mess so that way if you do end up being able to do it at least you'll be happy and if not then hey you're not going to let yourself down you're already going into it with the mindset of thinking you know what it's probably not going to happen this year yeah so so I don't know. I'm just trying to keep her positive, and she's been doing good, man. She's a great kid. Do Do you feel like the, the, COVID's brought you <laughs> brought you closer? Yeah, I do think so. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I, I've been for like I said, you know, I've been exercising more, so I've been forcing them to exercise. I've been forcing them to go with me on hikes and, um, 
even just walking, you know, just any little thing we could do, going to the park, uh, playing basketball, just any sort of physical activity we could do outside of it, forcing them to do it. And even today, like today they're with their moms, but they both text me this morning and one of them went on a hike with their, Malia went on a hike with their friends this morning. And then my little one went walking with her mom at the, at the flea market. So, you know, and then I went on a two mile walk and then I did a two mile run this morning. So it's good. I, I see like my effort that I'm trying to put into instilling in them that, Hey, exercising and diet is important. They're carrying it with them even when I'm not around. So what do they enjoy the most? Like, is it hiking and running or is it like playing ball? It's funny because they, they, uh, they both like get excited to go do something and I'll be like, yeah, we're going to go on a hike. Let's set it up. Let's plan it. And then they're excited. And then the morning of they're like, uh, do we have to go? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to go. Uh, how long is it going to take? <laughs> Uh, are we there yet? Uh, is, are we almost done? Like, you know, they're, once they, once they get up there and start sweating, it's a different story. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they like hikes. They like hikes. I take them to like Los Altos Hills because those are a little bit more difficult. And, um, we go sometimes to the Baylands and Sunnyvale and Shoreline Trail, but those, that's mostly flat, flat ground. So they're kind of like, Oh, this is boring. You know, yeah. they like to go, they like to go where there's actual trails and there's like woods and they like the outdoors. They like woods and trees and plants and flowers and all that. So I try to take them over to Los Altos, but Los Altos is difficult, dude. It's not easy. Even for me, like I'm over here sucking wind at the end of the trail. I'm like, dude, I don't know if I want to do this again. You know, I've... maybe I'll just stick to ru- running laps over at Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> How, so how does it feel to have a, a, a daughter almost going to college? Oh, man, she she's uh, – I feel old, dude. I feel old. <laughs> but I still feel young. Like I, I still – That I, I mean, don't know. I still – That, that, that well, certainly went in an eye blink, dude. Like I mean I, 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 I haven't got to see them at all. But I, I remember like when they were just born and then like a couple of years after that – and like after that, it's like holy shit, they're in college now. So it's weird for me. Yeah, yeah. Malia is, uh, you know, I try to get her excited about picking a college and going to college, and you know, excited to study. But she, she's more into art and stuff like that, and makeup, and you know, she's very. She, I've always, I've always, ever since she was young, dude, I've always, like, try to get her to express herself and not be afraid to express herself and whether it's expressing yourself through how you dress or how you talk or how you wear your, uh, your hair or has your she... makeup or whatever, whatever it is, just don't be afraid to express yourself. So she would always like try to negotiate with me. I remember in middle school, she would be like, well, dad, if I get good grades, can I dye my hair this summer? And I told her, hell yeah, dude. You know, and her mom's like, no, no, no. But I told her, yeah, yeah, it's fine. dude. like, you can dye your hair. Um, but if you dye your hair and you don't like how it comes out, you're not going to continue. You're not going to re-dye it. You're not going to continue to dye it and dye it and dye it and dye it. Yeah. You're, whatever you dye it, however it comes out that first time, you're going to have to live with it. You're going to, you're just going to have to live with it. Dude. And if you don't like it, you can cut it off, but you know, you're not, I'm not going to just let you dye your hair and continue to dye your hair. You're in, you're in junior high. Like you're still young. So she would negotiate with me. Like, well, I remember she negotiated that one because she was like, well, you told me to express at first. I was like, uh, you know, I don't know. We got to talk to your mom about dyeing your hair. That's a big step. And she's like, well, you told me to express myself. 
And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. I told you to express yourself. This is a way to express yourself by dyeing your hair. That's fine. Especially if you're getting good grades, I don't see what the harm is. What, what did she dye so, it? What did she end up dyeing it? She wanted to, at first she wanted to dye it purple and then pink and all this shit. But then she ended up just bleaching the very bottom of it, like the tips of it. Yeah. Because at, at the time her hair was pretty long. She ended up just bleaching the bottom half of it and she left it. She liked it. She was like, oh yeah, I left she left it for the whole summer, and then when she went back to school, I think she kind of just cut up, trimmed the bottom. Yeah, that's cool. And it just it looked it looked normal again. So it's like she, it was a fair shake because she got what she wanted, and we got and me and her mom got what we wanted. Like we didn't want her to go crazy and fucking dye it green, but we also wanted her to express herself. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if she wanted to dye her whole head green, I would let her do. I would let her because it's not permanent. You can change it and. I think, and I think like that's a great experience to like live with something and just learn from that experience. And is it something you want to do again or not? It's kind of like when I bleach my beard. Yeah. It's like, you know, do do I want to? I know I'm going to look weird, but and I know people are going to look at me and, and probably take a second look and be like, "Whoa, what the hell's wrong with that dude?" <laughs> but that's a, that's an experience that I wanted to live with, and and I learned from it. And would I do it again? I probably would. Do your do your daughters but, get competitive with one another? Like, does did your younger one dye her hair after the the older one did? Yeah, the little one. She really Natalia. She really looks up to her to her big sister, and she thinks her big sister is smart and beautiful and funny and caring. And that's you know one thing that I love about both of my daughters. Dude, is like they they both care about people. They care about animals. They care about the planet. They care about each other. Like, I just love the fact that they care about people besides themselves, besides their family. Like, they're both very nurturing, very, um, especially the little one, dude. She's like, she wants to be a mom. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're 10 years old. Like, <laughs> you have no be- you have no business thinking that. <laughs> so wait till, wait till you graduate college or wait until you're established before you start thinking kids. But, um, <clears throat> is, it, know, is it different, different from, how, from how you and your brother were? Like, thinking back, like... Oh, it's big time different, big time different, dude, because me and my brother were so close in age, we're only a year apart. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I used to pick on him all the time. I used to pick on him all the time. I used to bully him around and beat him up and do all this shit. And yeah, I I I remember you you guys used to have little tiffs. Even when you even when you came over, you guys used to get in the in the arguments every now and then. Yeah, you know, and now that I'm older, it's like, I totally regret that, dude, because I love my brother. You know, when I look at my brother, it's like looking at me. <laughs> sometimes I'll look at, sometimes I'll look at him from the side, and I'm like, "Whoa, bro!" I feel like I'm looking at myself right now. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty uncanny, dude. And, uh, um, but I do think, you know, even though I do regret picking on him when I was a kid or when we were younger, I do think, again, you know, a positive that I take from that is we're super close now. Yeah, like. We're super close now. We're closer than we've ever been, I think. And I don't want to say it's because, you know, I was a, I was an asshole when we were little kids. But I do think that now that we're older and we're more mature, we realize, like, dude, we're not going to be around forever. we got to love each other while we're here. <clears throat> so I do think, like, it did help us get a little bit closer now that we're older. Um, and And I definitely appreciate the fact that you know, my brother is who he is. <clears throat> I respect him for who he is. Mom always asked, sometimes asked me, you know, if, if, uh, 
if I would have been happier if I had a, if I had a brother younger or older. Wow. And I said, no, I've been okay. But, uh, you know, that, I, I think, I think part of the reason why I'm so close to you guys is cause kind of, wow. yeah, like I, I, I enjoy having like that brotherly interaction also, you know? Totally. And I think I think for, for me spending so much time by myself like it's it's such a relief to have have p- people around me, you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah, I, t- I, t- I tend to you know, I I think I I savor it more. So that's why like all the times, you know, all the times I'd like call you guys over or like want you to stay longer, it's it's out of, you know, out of out of that kind of desire, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's a big difference between like, you know, like I said, me and my brother are basically a year apart, and um, same thing with me and you. And my daughters, they're uh, seven years apart. They're seven years apart. So it there was no chance for Malia to pick on her little sister. It was like Malia, and that's another thing. Like you know, Malia's since Malia's older, she has really, which I'm super proud of her about she's taken on this role of like looking out for her sister and being very patient with her sister. Like, you know, there's even times when my little one, Natalia, she'll like ask me questions and she'll be like, why? And she'll be asking me a question. I'll be explaining the answer to her. And in the middle of my explanation, she'll cut me off to ask me something else. And and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to explain. If you let me finish explaining, you'll get all the answers. (laughs) You're going to get all these, these questions that you have answered. And so even I get frustrated sometimes and sometimes I lose my patience because she's, she's, she's young. She's curious. She's inquisitive. She wants to know everything, which is great. And I got to give credit to her. Like I said, credit to her older sister because uh, she's really exhibited that she's patient and she wants to help her little sister. And, you know, she doesn't take her little sister for granted. And she realizes that she's an old, an older role model to her sister. So she tries to do right by her sister. That's really great. I love, dude. Yeah, dude, I'm really lucky. I'm really blessed with the, my two daughters, man. They're both great kids, and they both, like I said, man, the, my biggest thing is, like, they care about people, even people that aren't our family, and they both do that all the time. They're both very caring. They care about how other people feel. They care about, you know, other people's well-being, um, and I love that. You know, it makes me proud to say that they're my kids. What what, what do they what do they um, model from you, like – do you ever do you ever catch yourself looking at them going, oh, that's just like me? Like, like I didn't teach them how to do that, but they're they're doing that just like me. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to like taking care of like their clothes and when it comes to taking care of their room, like their 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 belongings, they really take good care of their stuff. And I've always been that way since I was a kid. My grandpa is the one that pretty much instilled that into me. Where if you got something nice, you take care of it because it's going to last longer. Really? Have, have, and, you, have you been a neat Nick? I never knew that about you. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I've always like my shoes, my jackets, my clothes, everything. Like everything I have, I always try to take care of it because I want it to last. Yeah. And especially if it's something that I bought or something that I paid for. Like I definitely want want that to last. So um, one thing that my kid does is like she's like cleaning her shoes all the time. And she got that for me. And I never even noticed until one day she was like, she asked me, I was wearing some shoes and she was like, dad, are those new? And I was like, no, these are old. I've had them for years. I just keep them clean. <laughs> and, and she was like, oh, oh, and she's like, yeah, I do that too. And so, 
you know, I've noticed her keeping her clothes clean and keeping um, her shoes clean and doing just doing little things like that where she really takes care of her stuff and she doesn't want to break her things. And, you know, she's like, she has an iPhone. She's 10 years old. She has an iPhone. She has AirPods, an iPhone. She has a laptop. She has all this shit and she takes good care of it. In fact, I don't even have insurance on her cell phone because she takes a, such good care of it. Like, I, she's not going to lose it. If anything, she forgets it here at the house when we go to the store or when we go places. Yeah. She'll forget her phone here at the house. So it's not like she's going to lose it anywhere or even break it. So I noticed that, yeah, with both my kids, man, they really take care of their stuff and they really kind of, and, you know, and, take, take pride in, in what they got. And they ne- you never had issues with like you had having to restrict their access to technology or anything like that? No, I think their moms are a little bit, because, you know, when I got the, Malia's had a phone forever, and when I got the little one a phone, her mom flipped out, but, and I understand, you know, she doesn't want her exposed to certain things, which I totally respect, and I totally get it, but also in the same vein, like, when even, like, for example, when it comes to me using bad words around my kids, I, I don't, I don't restrict myself, dude, I don't act like I'm something that I'm not, and I try not to like watch what I say around them because I want them to, if they're going to hear it from anybody, I'd rather they hear it from me than a stranger. Right. And it's not like, you're, so, it's not like you're yelling at them. It's just the way yeah. you talk, right? Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's like if I, if I step my toe, I go, Oh shit. <laughs> it's not like I'm, t- it's not like I'm calling my, my kid a piece of shit. Yeah. So, you know, and I told dude, it's funny you bring it up. Cause I was just telling this to my, my little one the other day. And she, and I told her, I said, I was like, dude, there's, you tell me right now, there's never been a time when you accidentally, you know, smashed your finger and you didn't say, oh, shit. And it just came out. And maybe nobody else heard it, but you said a bad word. You said the shit word, dude. And she's like, yeah, she admitted it. She admitted it. She's like, yeah, there was a time. And she kind of explained it to me. She smashed her finger in a drawer or whatever. And she's like, I said, oh, shit. And I was like, dude, I'm not mad at you because of that. It's normal. It's natural. You're not, as long as you're not cussing me out or cussing out your your elders like your mom and your grandma and, and whoever people that you respect like as long as you're showing respect to people then i'm fine with you using or saying a bad word malia did the same thing too when she was younger we were walking through the mall and we were just walking and there was like this jacket in the in the window and she was like oh that jacket's hella nice and she was like 10 at the time uh-huh. and hella Hella's not even a bad word but it's not a word that you know my mom would be like oh you should be walking around saying the word hella but it's, she caught her in the in the moment. She caught herself. She stopped and she looked at me like she was going to get in trouble. And I told her, "Dude, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to get mad about that, dude. You're just being you. You're not cussing me out. <laughs> it's not like you're saying, Dad, you're hella stupid or something." Like, but, but that you know, that, it, that that was their first instinct. Instinct. They thought they were going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, yeah. They thought they were going to get in trouble. But and, I, and that's normal, you know. When, when I was a kid, even still to this day, I barely cuss around my parents. Yeah. I never ever cussed at my parents or said a bad word towards them but now that i'm older sometimes i'll I'll say uh you know this person was talking shit or you know i might say little things here and there but it's never directed towards them and even when i'm saying it around them i try to respect them and not say certain things but as far as bad words i'll say anything except for bad words so it's like it's just i don't know I, i feel like i just want them to be able to express themselves for who they are and saying and saying a bad word in a certain tone or a certain um, inflection in your voice gives it a different meaning. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's not the word, it's not the word that has the power. It's the person giving the power to that word and how that, that person says it. Yeah, 
So, uh, you're, and you're you're trying to you're trying to avoid the the secondary uh, reaction of them like doubting themselves when they want to say something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, not only that, not only that. That's that's a hundred percent true. But not only that, but also I want them to know that I trust them. Dude. Yeah, I, I want them to know that they can come to me when there when there's something bad going on, and I'm not going to sit here and judge them. I'm going to sit there and help them. I'm not going to sit here and badger them and get them in trouble because they fucked up. Yeah. I'm going to help them. I'm going to help them get out of that situation. I'm going to guide them out of that situation. I'm going to do whatever I can to, to make sure that they're okay. So, you know, I want, I do this because I want them to realize, you know what, dad, I can't trust dad. I can go to dad and talk to him about anything. I can bring up anything, even if it's a bad word, you know, we're talking about bad words, but it could be something more serious. Yeah. So, when I, you know, I want, I'm, I'm really doing it because I want them to trust me, especially as they get older, especially when they leave the house and, you know, they go off to be their own ladies and I want them to be independent and strong and not have to worry about leaning on some dude. So I'm hopefully giving them enough confidence to be that type of person where they don't have to lean on a guy. They don't have to lean on a significant other, other yeah. to, to, to give them that confidence or stand up for them or to motivate them to do something. That's good. That's great. Yeah, when so I, I think when I think when I think back just growing up, like I, you know, I was never afra- like afraid of saying certain words or, you know, for the for the most part, I, 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 I didn't I didn't swear. Right. But then the few times when I got, you know, incensed about something like then then my parents usually knew like, oh, you know, he's serious. Like because Alex, yeah. does, Alex doesn't <laughs> Alex doesn't he never swears, but he, but he just did. Yeah. So if he if yeah, he totally. if he if he's swearing it's something really, you know, really bad, really bothering him. Exactly. But Exactly. Yeah, I I I never had, you know, my I I wouldn't say my my parents were like laissez-faire, but def, definitely not restrictive. Like I, you know, there was I could read whatever I wanted. It's not like, "Oh, that that book's too old for you. You're not you're not old enough to read that book yet." So I, you know, they let, let me read things like Stephen King in middle school and like then even when I got older, like I was reading like Clockwork Orange and thing, things that, that traditionally were probably like way beyond my, you know, what my grade level was. Uh-huh. But they never, you know, I never had any restrictions on, oh, you can't watch R-rated movies or, oh, you can't watch, you you can't read this book or don't say these things. But yeah. yeah so yeah. I, that, I remember, I remember, um, I forgot what year it was. I want to say it was like 92, 93, 94. The Snoop Dogg album came out and me and my brother, my brother got it somehow, I think from one of his friends. And my mom was like, no, you're not going to listen to it. I don't want you listening to that. And me and my brother were sneaking, listening to it. Which album? We like, uh, it was the Doggy Style, his first album. Okay. And and uh, we we used to sneak like at night, like when it was time to go to bed, he would put on he would he would put it in the tape deck and he would turn it on and cover up the little light that was shining, the little LED light, so you wouldn't know the fucking radio was on. <laughs> and and he had like a, a, a headset, I think it was a in earbud headphone. It was wired, of course. Yeah. And it was a black one. It was black, so it was hard to see. And we would take turns listening to it, like <laughs> at night. And uh, and. Uh, I remember like, yeah, my mom didn't want us listening to it. And it's funny because my mom loves that music. My mom listens to that. Like my mom likes Tupac and 
all this shit that you know you wouldn't think my mom would like but she does yeah and i think a lot of that a lot of that is because of me and my brother you know like we listen to that music we listen to all sorts of shit but you know that's something that we liked and as she got older she started seeing like oh maybe i can like have a, a better bond with my my sons because they like this music and she kind of likes it too so i i went i it's went fun, to... it's funny how like she used to re- like restrict us from it but nowadays she's like yeah turn it up you know or turn it on yeah that's that's what happened with me and the simpsons when when when, yeah. the, when the simpsons first came out every all the parents were concerned that like bart was promoting underachieving and like not yeah. liking school and uh-huh. so, so like that was the big controversy like ooh Bart's Bart's the Bart's the rebel he's like in, you know yeah. inspiring all these kids to so then um initially I couldn't watch it like dad was the, that was one instance where like no I don't want you watching the show but then I went to my yeah. my my grandma's over the summer in Indiana and mom mom knew that grandma would let me watch it <laughs> cuz cuz grandma liked to spoil me right so yeah. so she knew I'd be watching it. So then she watched it just to see because she knew grandma would be letting me. And then she, <laughs> I guess like Homer did something and she was like falling off the couch laughing. Cause <laughs> yeah. she, end, she ended up yeah. like she ended up really liking Homer, Homer Simpson. So then after I came back, because I used to go to my grandma's for the whole summer. So then when yeah. I come I, when I came back. Then mom was like, okay, yeah, you can watch The Simpsons. Like, I don't know what we were so worried about. The show's hilarious. Yeah, the new, uh, yeah, for sure. I love The Simpsons. The new version of that is Family Guy, which is kind of like an old version, but yeah, it's Family Guy, and that was kind of like the same dilemma I had with my kids because their moms were like, "No, I don't want them watching Family Guy." But Family Guy is way more hardcore than The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, like way more hardcore. Yeah, it's a lot. Especially, it, it, especially the newer shit is like hardcore. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's almost it, like let your, it's like letting your kids watch South Park, dude. It's yeah. like hardcore. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so like in the beginning when they were young I wouldn't let them watch it but now that they're older I let them watch it dude, because hey if it, again like it's the same thing with the bad words like if I'm not going to be around every single day to, to to scold them if they say a bad word they're going to hear bad words in, in life that's just how it goes dude yeah so I'm not going to I'm not going to shelter them from that sort of shit and in fact you know now that they're getting older and, and remember they're girls so they're way more mature than me and you were when they were 10 when we were 10 and 17 right like girls mature way more faster than guys so uh you know now because i've been open with them about you know the language and watching certain shows now if we were like the other dude like perfect example me and me and my younger one were watching tv the other day just last week and tosh.0 was on and i never watch tosh.0 with him dude because again, he's like a hard, that's like a hardcore show. Yeah, that's a real, and, he's a real subversive comedian. And it just happened to be on, and it was like right before bedtime, and it wasn't even, we weren't even watching it. It was just on the TV, <laughs> and we were like getting the bed ready for bed. And um, she was like, Oh, what's this show? And I was like, Oh, it's called Tosh.0. He's a comedian, he's pretty funny. And then it was like a skit where Daniel Tosh was in a bathroom, and he was sitting on the toilet. And there was a dildo that was like suction cupped on the wall right by the toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> but it, but it was like it was um, you know it was like they had it blurred out, so you couldn't you could it wasn't defined. You couldn't see exactly what it was, but I knew exactly what it was. Right? Yeah. It was it was blurred out, but it wasn't blurred out enough to where I couldn't tell exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then my and then my ten year old's like, Dad, what's that? 
and I was like, I was like, what's what? <laughs> she's like, why is he sitting on? She's like, why is he sitting on the toilet? I was like, because it's like, it's like a joke about being on the toilet. Like you know how farts are funny. It's kind of the same thing. And she's like, oh. And then she's like, what's that thing that's blurred out? And I was like, really quickly, I had to think on my toes. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, dude, should I? I don't know what to tell her. I'm just going to tell her the truth. <laughs> and she's like, what's that? And I said, it's a penis, dude. <laughs> she's like, she's like, why is it on the wall? I said, I don't know. These fools are stupid. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, change this. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So then I put on a uh, Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I put on a Hubie Halloween. Have you seen that yet? Hubie Halloween? No. It's on Netflix. It's an Adam Sandler comedy. It's like a Halloween comedy. It's funny, dude. You should watch it. Okay. She loved it. But, uh, so we changed it. But again, it's like, whether it's The Simpsons, whether it's Family Guy, whether it's um, uh, Tosh.0, whether it's um, uh, the Canadian one. What's that one again? Um, um, Kids in the Hall? No, no, the other one we were just talking about. Um, Family Guy. No. Anyways, whether it's any South one Park. of those shows, dude. South Park. South Park, South Park, yeah. Whether it's any one of those shows... Because, because I've, I've been open with them about language. It, it opens up dialogue, dude. Yeah. It allows us to, to talk to each other about anything. I, I also, and no, and, I also think hu- humor, taboo. humor is an advanced stage of intelligence also. You know, if, if you're like, do you ever watch Rick and Morty? Do they watch Rick and Morty? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. But I really think like once, uh, you know, one, once you get old enough to start start understanding humor, like yeah. that that's a that's a special that's a, that's a special level of intelligence because you have to because it it you, you have to be quick like if it's quick dialogue or if they're making some yeah. some tongue in cheek reference right that's not part yeah, of the yeah. you know the main sentence they're saying then it's the the layering of like. Uh, you know, pop culture reference, or, or, or you know, if, if if Family Guy has some aside where they're just making fun of a celebrity, right? It, yeah. I, I think I think humor is a special special level of intelligence that way. Where if you, if you start to get it, you're 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 more clued into uh, to uh, just different ways of saying things. So I, I know what you're saying. So it, it yeah. but it ties into your relationship to language, right? And are you, yes, exactly. are you, are you yes. comfortable with, with certain kinds of words instead of being like, Oh, I can't say that. It's like, well, then you're going to, you're going to miss out on certain ideas and, right. so, you know, and hip hop is the same way. You know, people, people disregard hip hop because, Oh, it's, it's just violent gang music. It's like, no, yeah. you know, there's, there's plenty of hip hop where it's, you've got to be lyrically creative, where you've got to be, you know, referencing right. all these different things in a rhythm, staying on the beat. Like right. where if you can pick up on that stuff, you can, there's a whole, you know, yeah, there's whole worlds you, you have now have access to. Yeah, totally. Like I, I've been, yeah. I've been watching, um, uh, um, just like people deconstructing, you know, uh, f- like freestyles on online, like the, yeah. the black thought freestyle and like, they're like, yeah. they're listening to it and like pausing it and like breaking down all of his you know all of his double entendres and his uh, and his yeah. references and stuff, and it's it's oh, I love that shit, dude. It's I fascinating. Shit. It's really fascinating. It is, dude. He has a new album he just put out. It's called Streams of Thought. 
You should download it, dude. It's dope. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a whole series. It's a whole series. I think it's on the fourth volume now. It's called Streams of Thought, and basically every volume I think is like a different producer. But dude, yeah, Black Thought is insane, dude. I love his. I love his his art, dude. He's dope. Yeah, but it. it <laughs> but it's good. It's good that you you're 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 so open with your daughters about about talking and speaking and not not being afraid to speak. If that if like yeah. whatever comes naturally to you, like let that fall out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I think um, I think it, it's interesting because if I had two sons as opposed to two daughters, I think it it would be different. Um, you know, I think I'd be more like friendly, like "Hey, I'm your best friend" type of thing with them. Yeah. And if I had two sons, like we'd probably be you know wrestling and you know joking around and stuff like that, but. Because it's two daughters, I want to give them more tools. Like I want to give them more of like a, more tools to kind of again instill confidence, make sure they're independent, and make sure that they realize like you know just because they're ladies that doesn't mean they can't speak up for themselves. Dude, they have to speak up for themselves. Yeah, and for other people, for other people too. Yeah. So do you, you know do, that's one that's th- one thing I've always told them. Like you know if you see something going on. And you just stand by that you're part of the problem, dude. If you see some like somebody picking on your friend, or if you see one of your friends in trouble, or even if it's somebody you don't know, sometimes it's it's okay to step in and, and put, insert yourself into the situation so that way you can help this person out or protect this person because you know not everybody's built with the same confidence that you are that you have. Do you do, so you, do you think do you think with boys though like it's in, um there there's more inclination to less discipline so like you think you your approach would be like you you need to be more disciplined with them because it's easier for guys to just sort of horse horse around yeah yeah i think well again i don't know because i don't i don't have sons i have a nephew but um i think it definitely would be different dude like not just that but there's probably a lot of aspects about it that would be completely different if i had two sons versus two girls yeah i think because i have two daughters i'm way more patient it's taught me, I think, you know, just having kids, period, will teach you patience, but especially girls, because I, I want to make sure that they can fend for themselves. You know, I want to make sure that when dad's not around, that they have the confidence to do anything they need to do for themselves. And they don't have, have to wait for somebody else or lean on somebody else. Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, to collaborate. It's okay to get help from somebody else but i don't want that to be their crutch i don't want them to have to just use that all the time you know i want them to be able to stand up for themselves speak up for themselves think for themselves and and you know do right not only for themselves but for other people and <clears throat> so and you know, and, think, and, and you're, again, see, and you're seeing that boys, it would be totally different yeah and for the most part you like are are they living up to that can they can yeah. they speak yeah, up for themselves? Yeah, I think so. They both have they both have my mouthpiece for sure. They <laughs> both talk like me. They both kind of think like me. They both uh, are not afraid, man. They both you know can hold a conversation. That's one thing that do both of my kids ever since they were young. Do a lot of like you know family members and a lot of friends would say, I'm so impressed with how they speak. Like neither one of my kids ever did like the baby talk thing. You know like. I was never, I never baby talked either one of my kids, dude. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt them. I didn't want to. I felt that. I feel like if you do that to a kid, you're kind of hurting the kid. 
because you're because they're hearing how you're talking and they're just gonna they're gonna mimic that copy that right and th- and th- you're teaching them the wrong way to talk sure like the whole goo goo gaga baby baba you know that like that sort of talk like I get it when you're a little baby but as the kid starts to de- to develop speech you got to speak to them properly otherwise they're just that, that they're just going to soak up all that the bad habits and the bad language and just you know they're going to have trouble later on yeah so give 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 them one. give them the benefit of being intelligent and then they mimic intelligence right yeah exactly dude exactly so i've always tried to talk to them like they were little adults dude and they've always been able to hold conversations since they were little kids and people have always been impressed by that and so i think it's important again because they're ladies they need to speak up for themselves that's good. They need not be afraid, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what I would do as a father. Like if I had kids, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know how I would be, how I would want to be because when I Oh, bro, you'd be you would be just like your parents, dude. We all are. We all are, dude. I felt the same way when I when I had my first one, I was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing here." But your instincts kick in because again, how you were taught. Yeah. The same thing, all the same things that your mom and dad taught you, you would come out like when, when I was a kid, my mom used to tell me, oh, take off that sweater because you're making me hot or take off those sweats. You're making me hot. And dude, I catch myself saying that same exact thing to my kid to this day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like it's it's inherent. You know, we can't help what we're raised around and, and the things and the things that we take in every day. And so that just naturally comes out later on. So, of course, it's like when you're first when you're a new parent. Of course, you're like, what do I do? I don't want to do the wrong thing, but just trust your instincts. Trust your instincts because those same instincts are going to kick in, and that's all the stuff that you've seen and you were taught by your family and your parents as you were a kid. Um, so all that stuff, it just kind of comes natural. And then this, when I had my second kid, it was just way easier. Dude. It was so much easier. Were you still nervous, or you you were able to be more on autopilot, like you knew what to do? Yeah, I was. I definitely wasn't nervous. I was. I knew what to expect. I knew what was coming, and it was just easier. And like I said, you know, I have my older one, so she helps out a lot too. She helps um, with just like you know, um, helping the little one, whether it be with school or when we go somewhere, keeping an eye on her, or even here at the house, just like you know, keeping her entertained or talking to her. Just everything. She really helps out a lot, and. Um, it's because, you know, she's, I think it's because they're seven years apart. If they were closer, like a year apart, they might be bigger. Uh-huh. But, but if, since they're so far apart, they're not really into the same exact things. So did, it did, kind of let, lets Malia be like, you know, like a mentor almost as, as opposed to like competition. How, how often do they hang out with uh, uh, your brother's kids? Like, do the cousins hang out together? Yeah. Um, well, my little one. Um, Natalia on her mom's side of the family they have a ton of kids that are like her relative age so she's always hanging out with them and then Malia on her side of the family, her mom's side of the family she has um, some cousins that are again close close in age to her so she hangs out with them a lot and then on my side of the family a lot of the cousins are closer to Malia's age so she kind of has more cousins that are you know around her age and they talk a lot Yeah. Um, and, and then Natalia doesn't have there's only like one cousin that's her age but she doesn't really talk to him he's a boy you know yeah they're not going to be interested in the same thing so she like but they but they get along right like you and your brother's kids get along oh yeah totally yeah 
when when Malia was younger, she was I think she was a lot closer to my brother's son because um, they lived in the same house. They lived in the same house in San Jose. Uh huh. Um, so they were um, so they were almost like brother and sister. We have a lot of pictures of them together, like even professional pictures where we took Malia and my nephew Adrian to go take pictures together because they were like under the same roof even though they were cousins. So in the pictures, it looks like they're brother and sister, but they're cousins. Have you ever gotten, then, did you ever get any like fathering tips from, from Anthony or vice versa? Uh, no, I never got any tips, but I always admired him as a father. I still do because he's, he has full custody of his son, dude. Yeah. You know, the, the, he had to go to court with the mom and he ended up with full custody. And it's been like that since Adrian was a little, a baby, a little boy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've always admired my brother because of that. And I've always looked up to him as a parent because of that. And it's made me want to do better as a parent. And, yeah. Anthony was always um, super responsible. Yeah. I can, totally. re- I can re- remember even, you know, the three of us, like, you know, Anthony would always like be helping to clean up or, you know, he'd always, he'd always be the first one to volunteer or to help. He is, dude. Even now, like, with his job and stuff, like, I'm not there to see him work, but I know he's, like, a leader, dude. He's a born leader. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, at his work, it's like, he, I could totally see him as, like, the dude that's whipping people into shape and, like, not, he's not the type of person to make excuses, you know? He's just gonna own it, he's just gonna move forward, and that's it. Just own it, dude. And, get you know, stop making excuses. Let's go. Let's just do it. Let's do the work we have to do. Why are we making excuses? Like, get it done. He's definitely a go-getter for sure. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to have him on the podcast too. He's, he said, oh, he, for sure. he said he listened to uh, the episodes. He liked him. Yeah, dude, you should definitely get him on, dude. He, he, he has, I'm sure you could pick his brain about a ton of shit. Yeah. He could probably, he could probably talk to you for days and days and days. <laughs> he's like, he's hella into, he's hella into meditation right now. And, um, again, you know, the whole COVID thing, has caused him to take his exercise routine from outdoor to from indoor to outdoor. He he used to work out at the gym and now he has to do everything from home. Yeah. So it's caused, it's caused him to kind of change up his routine, but he's still, he's still doing it. Dude, I'm super proud of him. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, man, it's, it's amazing to see how like, because of COVID, like it's forcing people to adapt and it's just amazing to see dude. like, you know, that's one thing I always tell my kids, too, because they kind of, you know, we're talking about the whole school thing, not being able to go to school in person, and that sort of thing. And it's kind of weird because my little one, she wants to go back because she wants to be with her friends, and that sort of stuff. And I get it. She's 10. But Malia's done. She's like, oh, I don't care about school, whatever. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when they get frustrated about having to be on the Zoom classes all day or when they get frustrated when the Wi-Fi doesn't want to connect or when they get frustrated because they got right after zoom classes, then they have to do homework on the computer. So basically their screen time is like, you know, seven or eight hours a day. They're in front of the screen and they're tired of it. And they start complaining about it. I I have to remind them like, listen guys, you know, it's a different, it's different what we're going through right now. It's a learning experience. We have to adapt, but remember it's not just us. It's not just you guys. It's, it's everybody. We're all having to adapt me as a parent, the teachers are having to adapt. The students are having to adapt. Everybody is having to adapt to the situation. So stop feeling sorry for yourself and just 
thug it out, dude. Just kick it in gear and get it done, you know? Instead of over here feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to be in front of the damn screen all day. That, that's, I try to tell them, like... That's one thing I hope... So, back what you were saying about, you know, Silicon Valley and, like, these big corporations changing, like, not needing people to come into the office. I hope that becomes, like, Bay Area-wide or Silicon Valley-wide where that it becomes, like... We should have been working remote even before the pandemic. Like, there's no need. Exactly. There's no need for forcing people to commute for to so they exactly. can sit at it. You know, they're, if they're at a computer, like let them be at a computer wherever they are. That's the whole point. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah, Laptop, think, laptops were invented I, so that we could be other places and still be doing stuff. Dude, totally. But I, I think you know. Again, I try to think about it from both perspectives. When you when you're the business owner and you pay these people this a, a ton of money to work from home, how do you know they're really working from home? And that's you know you're seeing a lot of people abuse that sort of power or abuse that privilege, and that's you know that's the thing we have to have balance. So like for example, like with the kids schooling, you know we don't have a vaccine right now, and I definitely don't want my kids getting sick, even though they're probably going to be just fine. But even if my kid got a, a flea bite, I'd be like, I don't, I, you know, no parent wants to see their kid suffer. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and, and the truth, know, with the, the, kids, the truth is we don't know kid. anything about the disease and we don't, you know, we have limited in, truthful information, you know, yeah, the people, totally. The totally. Pe- nobody, nobody knows. We're all learning, dude. Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody, Not even the doctors. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. knows. So we, we, have, we have unreliable information at best. So there's no need to take unnecessary risks. You know, exactly. That's so. So what I was so what I was going to say about the kids and going to school and the same sort of principle could can apply to the workforce is you don't send them to school like it's not a light switch, dude. Where you said okay, now it's January first, let's just send them to school five days a week. We're okay now. No, that turns into a guinea pig situation. So why don't we send them to school Monday and then they can work from home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they go back Friday to the school to maybe drop off books or whatever, have, have their school Monday and Friday. Yeah. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be at home learning. Yeah. So that way you're not forcing society to be the guinea pig. Yeah. And we can, people, they can do that with, with the workforce too. You know, again, you know, certain industries like retail and stuff like that, you probably can't do it, but like any big corporation, like again, Google, Apple, there's a ton of businesses like that where people could work from home. Have them come in Monday and Friday, and then during the week they can work from home, and you'll be be able to see who's productive and who's not. And the people that aren't productive, maybe you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's a way to do it, dude. And I just think like too many people are just black and white. Too many people look at it like a black and white situation, and it's not. It's a gray situation, dude. Yeah. Where you have to learn on on the fly. You have to adapt as you go. And it's causing, like I said, it's causing everybody to reevaluate their situation. And it's kind of hitting like, it's like hitting the restart button on the planet, dude. And and I think we've talked about this before where it's almost like, you know, Mother Nature, natural selection. Well, this, is, this virus is Mother Nature's way of natural selection. <laughs> and people say, oh, well, it was, it was uh, you know, created in a, in a laboratory and whatever, you know, they think. And that could be true or it could not be true. I don't know. I wasn't there. But what I'm saying is anything that happens on this planet is Mother Nature's way of natural selection. And natural selection isn't fair to everybody, dude. 
that's not fair. Life isn't fair to everybody. And I'm not saying I wish any ill will upon anybody. I don't, I definitely don't get any satisfaction out of people suffering, but at the end of the day, none of us are going to live forever, dude. Nobody, nothing, not even, not even people, you know, let me take a step further. Yeah, what mom, about plants? Mom, what mom, about cars? Mom, what mom, about houses? mom said she said like she's she's glad for as difficult as challenging as COVID has been, she's happy just sort of in a general sense that it's forced everyone to slow down, you know. Yeah, and we totally. we we've, I agree. We've gotten you know momentarily less less chaotic for a little bit, you know, like you said, really have right. to reassess, reevaluate, you know, why are we why are we pushing so hard in ridiculous ways you know, and really sort of adapt to what's important and how to, you know, how to support each other when people need help. You know, it, yeah. I think it's that, 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 that's one thing that has been beneficial that, you know, people are more, more willing to help, you know, they realize like people are struggling. Like it's, you, you do see it, you do see it in, you know, I see yeah, it just in people, totally. people, you know, because people are always looking out for me, going like, "Hey, do you need help? Can I help you in any way?" But I, I think yeah. it, it, COVID's, COVID's, heightened it a little bit, you know, and uh, you know. I think that's a big. I think that's a big reason why you see like on the West Coast or California, we'll say, and especially like the Bay Area, because there's so much hustle and bustle going on in the Bay Area. It's like nonstop, like. You, you can wake up at, at 2 o'clock in the morning and go get Vietnamese soup at 2 o'clock in the morning if you wanted to. Like, there's always something to do. There's always something going on. It's just a fast-paced way of living. And that's why I think a lot of the Midwestern states, like, uh, you know, uh, or even, like, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, you know, anywhere that's not part of big metropolitan city, they're looking at it different than we look at it. They're not respecting it because they're like, oh, I, I don't have this fast-paced lifestyle where I get up and go do anything any time of the day like these people on the West Coast and the East Coast do. Yeah. So people on the East Coast and West Coast are really scared of it because they see how quickly things can change. And so people are taking precautions and they wear their mask and they social distance and they stay inside or stay, they stay away from people. Whereas a lot of the mid- Midwestern states, they kind of, they're kind of just taking it for granted because – they don't live the same lifestyle as us, dude. You know, so they're like, oh, well, they're not seeing the, all these people getting sick and businesses having to close because the lifestyle isn't the same. The the amount, the population isn't the same. The, the density of the population isn't the same. The cities aren't the same. You know, everything is different, so it's more spread out. So you're not going to have that close interaction with people and you're not going to see people dropping like flies because, it, you know, there there's more space you know there's less things to do yeah i wonder um, like are, is it all is it the is it the big metropolitan cities that have had the word you know are the hospitals the most overloaded from covid like i wonder how like in more rural areas like are the hot are the hospitals not as big and so they're equally overloaded you know what what is the, what are the circumstances i'd be curious to know yeah i'd be willing i don't know exactly but i'd be willing to bet the, the more dense the city the more dense the population even if you have more hospitals, the more chance things are going to go bad. Yeah. So um, I, I was watching the news yesterday, and they were talking about Taiwan and how Taiwan has mastered the, the, the virus. Taiwan, out of 20, 20 million people, seven people have died. 
But how, how, and when how, you, when how many you look people at the United got States, every 20 million is 30,000 that time. Yeah. So it's like, what are they doing different than us? And they aren't doing anything. Di- like, in fact, they didn't even have to have a shutdown or a lockdown. Because they... I forgot what I was watching. Oh, I was watching uh, Bill Maher. That's what I was watching yesterday, and that came up. And they were just saying because they're they're effective at the social distancing. They're effective at tra- contact tracing. They're effective at testing. They're effective at wearing the masks. Where over here, it's like, oh, yeah, if I get it, I'm not going to get sick. Or, you know, it's not about you getting sick. It's about you getting other people sick. That's the problem. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you specifically. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not. It's not about me getting sick. It's about me getting my grandpa sick, or me getting my grandma sick. Like that'd be terrible. Dude. Yeah. So yeah, I think especially if I think I think Korea, Korea's done a good job. I think I, I think like Japan has done a good job. Um, like Korea, 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 Korea had it locked down. Like, you know, had the virus contained and like dealt with i guess in a matter of months yeah whereas we're over we're over here still fucking around dude yeah throwing parties and whatever else yeah Uh, you know again i do think the bay area i mean i I live here so i see it all the time i think people around here do a pretty good job a very good job actually of wearing their mask respecting others um, keeping their distance, you know, that sort of thing. Dude, even this morning when I went for my ride or went for my run, there's it's a path, you know, it's a, it's a path that other people use and people are respecting each other. Like as I'm running, you know, they'll get, they'll move to the side or um, they'll, they'll keep their distance. Or if they're in my direct path, they'll, they'll get out of the direct path. So you see a lot of people having respect for other people. And I think that's good, man. That's, that's what we need. You know, that's like you said before this whole COVID experience, businesses should have been letting people work from home already. And I think it's more than just, it's more than just dollar and cents. It's more than just, Oh, can we have less overhead or can we pay? Do we have to pay for this office space when we don't really need these people coming into the office or can we downsize a little bit? I think it's just having respect for people and their families. Like, don't you think you would have um, a better bond with your family if you got to work from home? Because you're not necessarily with them all day in the house because you're probably in your office working, but you get to see them. Like, you get to have lunch with them. Yeah. You get to have dinner with them. You get to, you know, at least see them throughout the day and have that contact with them throughout the day. So that's going to build a better bond, a better rapport with your family. Yeah. It's just allowing you to spend more time with your family. And, dude, there's... There's nothing wrong with that. Like I'd be pressed to find anybody to find something wrong with that. Yeah. Do you think the, so I, you I, think the number of cases is going to go up in the fall? You like you think we're going to have a spike again? Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Because we're we're forcing the issue going going back and opening things up prematurely. Yeah. They, oh, dude, they've already opened up bars in San Jose and Sunnyvale. They've opened up bars where you can go into the bar, dude. <laughs> Like, if that's not a super spreader event, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's worse than going to a, a, a rally, a Trump rally with no mask, because you, now you're indoors. Yeah, indoors in a small space. Yeah. You're, yeah, social you're, distancing you're, is You're, less you're sitting effective. there breathing on each other, dude. Like, that's not cool. And, and usually a bar is like strangers, people that don't really know each other. Right. You know, it's not like you're going, 
like you're going to go have dinner. Like you might have a drink with your buddy, but then there's other people around you in proximity, close proximity. Yeah. More so than a restaurant where they can at least keep you know a, a table in between each 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 table for each couple. I, so I loved uh, I loved I our really uh, premature. I loved our our park our park lunch park park. Oh coffee. yeah, the park coffee. Yeah, park coffee the was park coffee. Park coffee was really fun. We we definitely got. Have a, you seen that? Have you seen that uh, that Netflix show? Uh, it's uh, Jerry Seinfeld. It's called Comedians Having Coffee. Yeah, in cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In cars. Yeah, yeah. I love that show, dude. Yeah, I I watched that. That's a good one. I like that one. It's it's well, it's it's neat to see them in a in a non stand up setting, you know, just sort of yeah, out like, out yeah, and about as people. Just, yeah, just with their friend, you know, just having coffee with your buddy. I I do, I do think he picks good cars to like suit their personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does, dude. That's funny. I've I've been getting in more in, more into cars actually. There's a there's another show on Netflix. Uh, so you know me. I've never I've never been into sports. I've never been into cars, right? Yeah. Like uh, m- movies and TV are like the only thing I, I've really enjoyed. But recently on yeah. Netflix, there's a there's a show called uh, Rust Valley Restorers, uh-huh. and it's a show where like this guy in in um, not Vancouver, Ontario, Ontario, Canada. He's this old like Irish hippie guy. He's like he's you know six four whatever. He's got dreads, um, but he's got he's bought over the years something like three hundred uh, classic cars, you know in very in various condition. M- mostly they're they're rusted you know husks right of of classic cars. So that he's just got like three hundred cars in a field in Ontario. Okay, and so he fix he fixes them up with his his assistant you know and, and he restores him basically but uh so each episode is like okay well we got to go into the field which car are we going to restore today so like he'll like oh oh yeah this is a you know this is a 67 uh mustang you know blah 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 like yeah let's let's restore this one so then he has to like dredge it out of the field and then suck all the rat turds out of it and whatever but then but then it's like okay i can use i can use the you know door from this other car used to be the same as um, a Mustang for the 67. Like this was used for both, you know, this Ford car and the Mustang. So like, like this will fit and like, Oh, okay. The, yes, the, the engine for this is the same block size as the engine for that. So like, okay. And he knows like, uh, where all he's, you know, he's got all these different piles, but he like knows where everything is. He's like, Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got the windshield for that, you know, over here in this pile. And so it's just him and his him and his assistant, uh, and they just rest- pull the car out of the field, and then over the next couple of weeks restore it to brand spanking new, and, yeah. and then sell the car. But it's really, I'm enjoying it just because you really get to see like, oh wow, cars really had more personality, just in looks yeah. from from you know the 60, 60 70s and eighties, you know much more. Yeah much more dis- distinct style looking of car. And so it's, and, and they, you know, and it's amazing too. Sometimes he'll pull it out of the field and he's like, yeah, it just needs a little fuel. This will run great. And like, he'll, he'll pick an engine that's been like g- growing flowers out of it. And like, <laughs> yeah. all he does is, you know, pull the flowers out of it and like add some, add some gas and it starts fine. 
And you're like, dude, how is that even possible that something could just sit exposed? Like, he's like, yeah, they don't make these engines like this anymore. Like, you know, a modern engine today would be more plastic parts and blah, blah, blah. And so it'd be more likely to have corroded. But like, you know, back in the day, they made, you know, chrome and cast iron steel engines. It's like, okay. So it's like, yeah, this will run forever. They, they've restored a 38 truck. Like, yeah, like one of the first, you know, 10,000 off the assembly line at Ford kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like they, they restored it for his, his workshop buddy. They, it was his mom's truck. And so oh, wow. his, his mom is like, you know, 85 or 90 remembers when that was, when that was like the truck in vogue. So they like restored. That was her first, that was her first car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. So then they, they restored for her. And she's like, "Oh, this is a dream come true." It's it's a really it's a cute show. It's a really cute show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing how people can have uh, in um, what's the word? People can have like a, a bond to a car. Like I still like I, I like my grandpa. The car that he has, he's had it forever. Yeah, and he's he's so bonded to the car. Like when it was time to like. When like the the paint was chipping on the car, or when the paint was getting bad on the car, most people would be like, "Oh, you know what? It's time for me to get a new car." He was like, "No, let me just repaint the car." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he still. Dude, I remember he used to have this yellow car. It was called an Omni. I forgot who made it, oh. but it was called an Omni. O M N I. Was it Saturn? It was this yellow. It was a yellow, like a. I think it was a hatchback. You probably remember it, dude. It used yep. to be here, like it was parked here at the house, like for when we were little kids. Yeah, it was I, yellow. I I remember. And, uh, I remember there was to, there was like a beige car. To, a beige car. Yeah, or like a tan colored yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember that too. I think it was like a Toyota Corolla or something. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember the Omni. I ne- I never saw the cars your 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 parents drove. Like I, because you guys always used to get dropped off or whatever. Like I, ne- I, ne- yeah. I never spent. We just, just walk right up to the door. <laughs> yeah, I never spent time looking at like what car you arrived in. Yeah, um, uh, he, but yeah, my my grandpa used to adore that car, dude. Like I remember, I I remember my grandma making fun of him, like, dude, it's time to get rid of that car. And he's like, no, it's a good car. It still <laughs> runs. Like <laughs> all this shit. I I think my my favorite car of my dad's was the the Lincoln Town car. Oh, was it blue? Yeah. It was like a light blue. Yeah. Oh damn! I forgot that car, man. That 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 big boat of a car. It was it was a ninety. Uh, I think it was a ninety. Comfortable. Yeah, it was a ninety. Back seat was like a leather couch. Yeah, exactly. And he super comfy. He backed it out of the garage without opening the door. Oh, I think I remember that. Oh my god, I remember that. He cracked. He cracked. (laughs) he, He cracked the garage door. Yeah, I remember that dude. Because he, 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 he wasn't paying. I wasn't there. For, I wasn't there for that, but I remember like hearing about it. Yeah, you came over after <laughs> after it happened. <laughs> you were like, "Dude, my dad backed up into the car into, into the garage door." <laughs> and, and I remember that was like the first thing you said. You're like, "Dude, what happened to the garage door?" I was like, "Oh, my, my dad backed into it." And you're start, you started laughing because you're like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I, I could see your dad doing that." <laughs> Remember, rem- yeah. you know what I fondly remember here. I want to, I want to reminisce with you more, but uh, yeah. remember when my parents were re- remodeling the house, and so they had to go to Home Depot like every other, you know, weekend. 
So one time what we, we the, went to the, the Palo Alto house. Yeah. And and uh, remember, so they had to go to Home Depot. So we were all in the car, and then you got you and Anthony got sick of being in the car and like, come on, let like let's get out of here. Let's let's go find let's like go find him. And so I was like, okay, fine. So then then we like go in there, and then uh, I think and uh, either you or Anthony said like, how are we gonna find him? Like the store's huge, you know, and we're, <laughs> and we're only like t- we're only like ten years old or something. Like man, we're never gonna find him. The store's huge. And then right then my dad sneezed. <laughs> so I'm like, come on, guys, he's, he, he's over here. Recognizable sneeze. Yeah, and and and, and so I'm like, come on, guys, he's over here, and you're like, what? No way! <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> and sure enough, we rounded the corner, and there he was. Uh, I don't, I don't remember that, but it sounds like it sounds like us, dude. <laughs> it, it, you, you and Anthony, you and Anthony were both cracking up because it, I, it was like a homing beacon, dude. Yeah, that's funny, dude. That's so funny. Like everybody sneezes, but people sneeze differently. So <laughs> it's funny that you're able to recognize your dad's type of sneeze. because <laughs> well, it's like my grandpa, dude. It's like my grandpa sneeze. Like I could recognize that sneeze anywhere. <laughs> it's like this. It goes <laughs> like it's, it's like ten in a row. It's like ten in a row. You're like, what the hell's going on? Well, my, you know, but it's so distinct. It's so recognizable. Like. Nobody else can have that sneeze, that's, even though everybody sneezes. It's like a car. That sounds like a car trying to start. Right, right. Because trying to get a car to start, that won't start. Yeah, totally. No, but my my dad's was uh, you know shotgun blast that would convulse his whole body, <laughs> and it was it was it was loud because he never bothered to like he never put like any effort into suppressing like any part of it. So it was always uh, like just let it out. Yeah, <laughs> it was like strong. It was like strong enough to drop a World Trade Center. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it it was a full body bomb. Just and then like his his whole body would torque, and it, it, yeah. his, his, my dad's sneeze was <laughs> like, <laughs> but like ten times louder. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember him, dude. I remember him. I remember a lot of things about your dad, dude. Just a lot of things that. Again, man, you know when when he passed away, it was like I kind of felt like I lost a dad too, man. I'll be honest with you, because yeah, you you know was, th- this is how much COVID has robbed time from us. Next month, it'll have been a year. Damn. Next month. Yeah. November November thirteenth, it'll have been a year. Damn. Yeah. Eleven thirteen, huh? Yeah, Shit. but I, you know that that's what's been really good about you know taking care of the garden in the house, even through COVID and stuff. It's, that's been my, that's sort of been my spiritual therapy. That's good. That's good, dude. I'm glad you can find something like that, that helps you cope with, you know, losing dad. Yeah. And that's what, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to remodeling the house just to, you know, make, make it what it's always should have been and make it comfortable and, you know, yeah. It's, that's awesome um, like I said man there's a lot of ne- anytime something negative happens I always try to find a positive and that's something that you're taking away from this whole situation with your dad and even not even that but you know the whole inheritance and all that dude it's like this is a positive that you can take from it a chance to work on the house a chance to make things right a chance to this is a house that you grew up in you, you have so many memories in that house and yeah. Now it's a chance for it's now it's a chance for you to make it really your own, you know? It's yeah. It's incredible. It's I'm, incredible. I'm really I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad 
I'm glad you're able to do this, dude. I'm glad you're able to put your your mark on the house, you know. Yeah. So where you know, like for you, it's it's been raising your kids, but like, the yeah, I'm really I'm really grateful for having this this kind of project to do, and I'm I really I'm go- I'm gonna throw a huge party once once COVID's over and we can all feel more comfortable yeah. about getting together. Like I'm I'm definitely gonna have a huge party, and you guys you guys will have to come. Oh, definitely, dude. I'll be there, man. Let me know what I can bring. Yeah. <clears throat> bring a mask and what else? Some King Egg Roll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to get... Maybe I'll make I'll make Dad's doll even. Because I got... I actually... I got his... I got the recipe a long time ago. And I have it saved, like, in my Gmail somewhere. And on my computer. But I I have Dad's recipe. And he, he showed me how to do it. And I've made it, I've made it once. It turned out pretty good. But I'll have to make doll or, you know... Maybe get mom to make kitchen or something. What else do you remember eating at my house? Um, I don't remember exact names, dude. I don't remember exact names. So, like, even the names you're bringing up right now, I'm trying to remember the exact dish. So, Usually when I go to an Indian restaurant nowadays, I'll have, like, the, the chicken tiki masala. Or I just go with the basics that I know. You know? Yeah. The things that I like. Well, and kitchen was the yellow rice and the lentils. Oh yes, I love that, dude. And then, I love lentils, dude. And then, uh, yeah, Dad would make dal. Remember, we'd have like dal. And the yellow. I love the yellow rice, dude. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Keep going. Um, Kitchity, and then, like I said, we had the, the. He didn't have special names for it, but the the potatoes. Then, uh, were you were you guys a fan of of when Dad made alu paratas? Remind me what it what it looks like. It's like it's like a potato a stuffed potato pancake. I think yeah. Did it have like some sauce on it? We, um, just just. Or you could put you could just put like yogurt on it or something. Yeah, right? we we eat it with yogurt and maybe a char. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, dude! I like all that stuff too. Yeah, I'm not the, the one thing about me is when it comes to food, I'm not picky at all. <laughs> I love all food. I have an appreciation for all food, but that's what I'm telling you. That appreciation comes from, you know, dinners with your family. It comes from. My grandma showing me like Vietnamese food, showing me Thai food, showing me Filipino food. Like it just comes from trying all sorts of different foods when I was young. Yeah. And, you know, I try to do that with my kids too. So that way they're just open to all sorts of foods. I don't want them just eating Mexican food all day, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're growing up with you and your family definitely had an impact on me as far as being more cultural being more diverse when it came to food and just everything just being more open-minded to things man i, I can i, I can remember mom making fun. like big old lasagnas that you'd keep in the freezer remember we'd have like uh-huh. chunk, chunks of lasagna and yeah and uh i remember a lot of vegetables a lot of healthy stuff dude i remember feeling and thinking <clears throat> we're eating healthy when i when i would go to your house yeah well that that was mom's doing for sure yeah 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 Mom was big into making sure we ate properly and didn't totally. eat, didn't yeah. eat junk food. Yeah, a lot of fresh fruit like blueberries, strawberries, um, yogurt, um, just, you know, yeah, like you said, a lot of healthy stuff, too. No junk food, man. I love that. And plums, of course, from the tree. Plums, <laughs> plums. And, plums and oranges. and Orange, Lots of oranges, dude. Lots <laughs> of oranges. <laughs> Vitamin C, man. Best way to fight COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's a vitamin D. No, it's vitamin D, huh? Vi- vitamin D is sunlight. You get your vitamin D. Yeah, from but I, 
I think they were saying vitamin D is like one of the best to fight COVID though. But again, dude, they don't know. They don't fucking know. They don't know. They think they know. They don't. They're learning just like we are. It's going to take, we're going to, we're not going to really know until like two years from now, dude. We're not going to know. It, it has less to do with fighting COVID and more to do with just keeping your body up to snuff, you know? So the same rules apply like they always do. Get a lot of sleep. Yeah. Take your vitamins, get, you know. Yeah. Eat proper exactly. foods so that what whatever COVID is, your body can do its best to fight it off. Like has nothing to do there, with like oh, there, dude, there's a reason. There's a reason why United States has suffered so much when it comes to COVID. Why there's more deaths than other countries per capita is because we're not a healthy country. Most people here don't eat healthy. Yeah. A lot of people here not. And then you compound that with not exercising properly. Yeah. And it's like anything can catch you and now you're dead. You can catch anything and you're dead. Right. You can catch the flu and you're dead. Yeah. The regular flu. Right. So, so you know, it, all all COVID has done is exposed our weaknesses, dude. That's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's people wonder why the United States, like, bro, look at, look at Germany. Germany probably doesn't have like the belt, the best when it comes to, um, like their daily sort of diet like you know same thing with like mexican food too like it's probably not the best to be eating mexican food every day it's probably not the best to be eating german food every single day you got to switch it up with other healthy shit but germany doesn't have the same uh, amount of deaths per capita as the united states because they're healthier they're healthier they they probably yeah i don't know what they do over there but i'm assuming they exercise more more active yeah. yeah i'm assuming they're more active you know, I'm assuming they're not going to McDonald's every chance they get. So, you know, it, the, the culture here is, is no wonder we're dying frequently, more frequent than other other countries, because the culture here is different. It's a fast paced. I need it now. I'm lazy type of culture. You know, I, I want everything for free and I don't want to pay for it. And I want the most I can get for free culture. That's what it is. here. <laughs> and we're well, we're lucky in California, too. We've got more, you know, access to fresh fruit and organic stuff and silicon valley is a you know microcosm of that as well but but even that dude that that stuff's expensive dude yeah you know so if i'm poor and i don't have enough money to afford or uh, organic fruit then i'm fucked yeah you know so it's it's not just you know i think a lot of it has to do with business the way business is run and every and and being capitalistic, it's like every it's every man for themselves. But that doesn't mean you got to be greedy. Dude. I'm not again. I'm not saying you. I'm saying like businesses in general, like like businesses like Apple. You know, I, I keep using them as an example, but the, they they've made money hand over fist, and they have a shit ton of money. And there's no reason why they should be greedy. You know, and I don't know things that they do to to um, make sure the planet's okay and make sure. <clears throat> their their employees are okay and that sort of stuff. I don't work for Apple and I and I don't know all that stuff, but there's a lot of companies out here that'll just step on everybody's throat because that's what capitalism lets you do. Yeah. You know, they don't care if they're stepping on your throat to get to the next level or to cut you out. You know? So a lot of the companies are greedy and I think because of that, like it, it, it causes a big divide between. Um, well, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of criticism for in Silicon Valley that they're not, you know, that tech companies aren't doing enough to sort of pour some of the resources back into infrastructure. You know, that like 
all of all of the property taxes are being paid by residents, not paid by you know, not paid by the tech companies who have these huge campuses, right? So it's putting there's a lot more initiatives where you know things are getting fixed by raising uh, property tax and raising uh, you know homeowners, putting it on on the backs of homeowners where you know a small percentage of of corporate profit from tech companies could easily do a hell of a lot for you know low income housing and for subsidizing you know whatever xyz municipal service you know my my mom's working with the homeless right now for covid you know the 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 county's um you know done all these things to get the homeless off the street and like sheltered them in motels during covid that you know it, all of it costs money, but it's coming out of it's coming out of you know tax taxes from residents rather than the the X Y Z tech companies that are here, Intel, Microsoft, Amazon, everybody like a a small drop in their bucket would would go a long way towards filling those coffers to provide you know providing services even providing you know readier access to the internet. So that more people can yeah. work from home, you know, simple things like yeah. that, like yeah, so kids can go to school. Yeah, exactly, dude. So um, that it's funny you say that the the homeless thing because uh, one of my buddies he works for Santa Clara County and he works IT and he, his job is to support um, you know um, certain um, certain um, divisions. Or certain uh, groups that um, help the 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 the, the, um, the population. Yeah. <clears throat> so he supports like um, <clears throat> he, he specifically supports like uh, child protective services, and he supports um, um, people that uh, people in rehab. So like people that go to methadone clinics, um, homeless shelters. Like his IT job is the part of the IT that supports those groups, right? Right. And he was telling me, just like you were saying right now, where there's a lot of initiatives that <clears throat> that are helping homeless, like putting them um, in hotels, um, just like your, you know, you know, your mom's helping out, putting them in hotels, getting them off the streets because of COVID. They're scared. The, the counties are scared, and the cities are scared that the homeless population was going to be decimated by this shit, dude. Right. And it hasn't. It hasn't, dude. He was telling, dude. He was telling me that there's only been one or two people in all of Santa. He works in Santa Cruz, and there's only one or two people that have died from COVID, as far as homeless. So the message. And I'm like, so, I, so the I remember me- when it first started. Like we would be talking about it, and I would feel bad, dude. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't imagine this thing is just gonna, it's gonna kill hella homeless people, dude. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, I was seeing the most grim outlook, dude, because I figured, like, you know, they don't even have a house to go to. So how are they going to socially distance? <laughs> how are they going to get any sort of medical help? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But but it, you don't hear about a lot of homeless people dying, dude. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't. You hear about people who can't afford. You hear about a lot of people who have other conditions dying. Other conditions that they that they already have, you know, and again, you know, some of the stuff's hereditary, some of the stuff you can't do anything about it. You can try to, you can try to help it by having a proper diet and, and, and exercise, but even somebody that's having a proper diet and exercise just inherently might have diabetes or something else. 
symptoms or asthma or whatever. So you're already more prone to something worse happening if you catch COVID. Yeah. So I think, I think like sometimes like the money goes, I think, you know, you're saying the money, you know, the big tech companies aren't putting enough money back into the community. That's right. But also the government needs to realize that just throwing money at a problem isn't going to fix it, dude. Yeah. Just throwing money at the homeless isn't going to fix it because where was all that money before COVID? We had a homeless problem way before COVID. Sure. We've had a homeless problem forever. Right. And we got a shit ton of money to go to war, but we can't fucking take care of the homeless. Yeah. And, and a lot of those homeless people are veterans, dude. Veterans of war. Yeah. So, you know, what? Like, I think a big problem in the United States is they th- the government thinks that if we can just throw money at a problem, it's going to fix it. The more money we throw at a problem, it's going to fix it. I don't think that's the right attitude to have, dude. Yeah, I don't think that's the right solution. Not for everything. It's it's got to be. Yeah, you know, it's got to be. It's got to be from from actual programs and people helping. But it's got to be thought out. They got to think it through. You know, it's got to be completely thought out. They got people got to take time. And dude, that was another thing my buddy was telling me. He's like, um, a lot of the hospitals and a lot of places are just claiming COVID for everything, so that way they can get subsidized by the government. Yeah, some the government's th- going to give you more money to pay for your employees or whatever you need if you're saying this is COVID related. Yeah, even when it's barely COVID related or not even COVID related. Right. Sure. So there's a big money grab going on because the the government's just saying, "Oh, let's just throw money at everything because that's going to fix it." But that, well, well, see that that's a, a, the beginnings of a kind of problem also because okay, you're gonna you're we're gonna deplete those whatever those resources are for in the in the interest of covid emergency right but then it doesn't get replenished right because tech companies don't pay ta- as much taxes right so it's going to end up being oh we have to raise property taxes on residents more because now we're out of money we've spent it for this covid emergency now like where where is it coming from so right you know it yeah. like, like 5 years from now it's it's going to end up straining yeah, our kids are going to be paying for my kids are going to be paying for it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so that, that that's where that's where like you know, it, it it's not there there is an issue of yes, we need the programs, but we also need to have a sort of macro view, you know, how is this going to impact 10 years from now? Like where how do we get money for certain things? That's why yeah. you know, if we if if that can be alleviated by by tech companies paying more taxes or fees or whatever to open up their campuses or, you know, fine. If, or like, how about this? How about, how about in the interest of public service, since most of your employees don't need to work in the office, like, how about you let like rent out the space for, for whatever, you know, as, as like yeah. temporary office space for people that need to go to work or can't access the internet, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, let the let the kids go there. Or, yeah, totally. Right. Or let, let you know, help, help, help out, a, a, not necessarily an, help out an unrelated business. Use your use your campus since, you know, your employees aren't going to be there like. Yeah. Or donate computers or I don't know. Again, I think, you know, you keep talking about the tech companies and I think you hit you hit something there because I we we. I think the tech industry is like one of those industries. It's almost like the music industry where 
it's not exactly the same because music industry, you get residuals and stuff like that. But tech industry, there's not really a cap. It's like the wild, wild west, dude. It's like they can make so much money. Like they, there's no cap on how much money they can make because it's all advertising. Right. So because of all this money that they're allowed to make, they have to be responsible with it. So it's like they look at it like, oh, yeah, you know, I opened a business and um, you know, I'm allowed to make as much money as I want with this business, but guess who's paying for your business? Like the people are, because these advertising companies wouldn't be giving you money if there was no eyeballs looking at your product. Right. <clears throat> so ultimately at the end of the day, it's people that are running your business. It's the, the community that is allowing you to live this, this luxurious lifestyle right? or have access to all this money. Right. So why don't you do the people a solid and put some money back into the people's pocket by, uh, like you're saying, like, um, get like, for example, like Google wanting to run uh, faster internet through Sunnyvale. Yeah. You've heard about that, right? Yeah. I forgot what, I forgot what it's called. I forgot the name for it, but, um, fast, like that should be, you know, that should be priority, dude. There's no reason why the United States should be behind other countries when it comes to technology. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason. And we're way behind, dude. We're years behind. Yeah, we've got caps on our, caps on our our download speeds. Whereas, like Korea has, like you can get like ten gigs a second. Yeah, there's no throttling in Korea, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah, it's like th- we we should be putting a little bit more pressure on big tech companies to give back to the communities that they pull money out of every single day, nonstop. Right. You know, um, and, you know, that's just the Silicon Valley where, to be honest, we got it pretty good already. It, I mean, the cost of living here is ridiculous, but as far as access to things and as far as being advanced when it comes to technology, we're, we're Mecca, dude. We're yeah. Mecca in the yeah. United States. Yeah. But, but, you know, what about, you know, places like freaking Utah? What about places like Kansas? What about the Midwest or any rural area that you go to that doesn't have the same high-speed internet or the same access to laptops or whatever, computers or, or, or internet, period. Right. You know, like, the, that's the only way our society is going to advance because, you know, that's one thing about the internet, dude. It's crazy because you can write anything you want, and it's like the bathroom wall. I can write, Alex is a shithead, and people are going to believe it because it's written down on a wall. But it, But it's not true. But in the same vein... It's like there is a lot of valid information out there that you can get right now. You know, that is factual. And that's the power of the Internet. It gives us all an even playing field when it comes to having access to information. And information is power. Right. You can you can at least order things, have food delivered. Yeah, there's a, yeah. The, there's a certain amount of infrastructure that it, it affords you, whether you're whether you're doing it from your phone or doing it from your laptop. Yeah. And, you know, it's not fair that, you know, certain people have more access to electronics than other people, like, especially kids, man. Like, that's my whole thing is like kids should have everything. Dude. Kids should have access to all this, all this electronics. They should, they should have kid, uh, you know, in school, they should have kids learning how to program in elementary school. They should have kids learning how to type on a keyboard in elementary school. Dude. Yeah. Like, you know, it, they kind of, they have it already. They kind of have it already where they're teaching kids how to, how to use a QWERTY keyboard. 
but it needs to be like a staple, bro. It needs to be like the same thing as learning how to read and write. Yeah, right now it's an elective, and it should be part of the stand like standard. Yeah. You have to have a minimum yeah. amount of computer. It should be ma- it should be mandatory because, bro, there's not going to be paper and pencil in in twenty years. Like, <laughs> everything's going to be electronic. Well, I de- I definitely think we like we should make internet a utility, like electricity and water. Also, like it should be, yeah. you know. It should be included in when you're building a house. It's, it's, yeah, totally. It shouldn't have to be a, a private company and you're picking a carrier that's then gouging you. You know, it should be it should be factored into the the yeah. taxes you paid as a as a as a resident. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, 100%. the 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 the, 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 the city could be easily teaming up with Google or whoever, right? For yeah that's where I think like, okay, yeah, if Google wants to, you know, like subsidize putting fiber optic internet through Sunnyvale. Yeah. Just so that, that everybody has it. Yeah. But it, you know, really at the end of the day, I don't know a hundred percent, but I'm just taking a wild guess here. The only reason why Google's willing to do that for Sunnyvale is because Sunnyvale's a neighboring city to Mount View. Right. Like, they're not doing it because they're like, oh, yeah, Sunnyvale's a great place. No, they're doing it because of proximity. They're doing it because it's easier to do it there because it's so close to their campus and where their headquarters is. Right. Well, not yeah. Not because, they, oh, we, we care about Sunnyvale. No, that's not why they're doing it. Well, it, it, well ostensibly, it's, it's because a large percentage of their employees are commuting from, you know, are, are living in the Bay Area, so like yeah, it's 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 helping their you know their employees because oh gee now my my our employees live within ten miles of the area, so well, this will help our productivity if we're we're affording them the ability to work from home by making sure they have more internet. Yeah, totally. But, but it could be that makes sense. You know, there there can there there could be more. Yeah, you know, but what, I guess my point is, you don't hear Google. I'm sure there's a lot of Google employees that that uh, commute from San Jose, that commute from San Francisco, and everywhere in between. But you don't hear Google wanting to put fiber optics in San Francisco, right? You don't hear Google wanting to put uh, fiber optics in San Jose. They're just doing Sunnyvale because it's almost like a guinea pig, dude. It's like a test. It's like cool. They're close by. We'll just throw it in there, but. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't know all the facts on that, so I don't want to go too deep on that. But I'm not. I just don't. I don't think they're doing it because they think Sunnyvale's a great place. They're just doing it because it's so close to Mountain View. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is either. But I definitely think there there could be there could be a little bit of money, you know, sucked out of tech companies that that would make county county functions a little bit easier to run you know yeah like that that wouldn't that 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 would be no skin off of tech companies noses you know yeah to just 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 sort of chalk it up to the cost of doing business like okay we've parked a lot of buildings here like here we've got to kick you know one percent two percent whatever it is of our operating budget to to the city yeah how long do you think until we're out of it like another year yeah i'd probably say like end of 2021 maybe yeah 
It's crazy even to say that because I remember back in March, April, May, I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be like another month or two. <laughs> no. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen, dude. It's wishful thinking, dude. Like, yeah. So, I, I don't see it ending anytime soon, dude. So, we'll, just, you think we'll just be wearing masks for another year? Yeah. And keep, keep up. For sure. Keep, I, keep up what we're doing. I think people. I think people are just even after COVID, like people still still want to wear masks. Yeah, because I don't. There's, I mean, there's there's a reason why you see like the Asian countries doing it, and they've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, with all the other viruses, yeah. SARS, and yeah, they, no, like they don't want to get sick, and wearing a mask is a great way to prevent it. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and it's not even an Asian thing; it's just like being smart. Yeah, you know, it's just like. I don't know why people fight wanting to wear a mask so bad. Like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Just And again, it's just people people that don't want to wear a mask, ultimately, in my book, they're selfish. Because again, it's like, it's not about me not getting sick. I'm sure I'll be fine. It's about me getting my grandparents sick. You know, that that would suck. Yeah. And if, that- something were to happen, if something were to happen to them and it was because of me bringing it to the house, like, bro. I feel like shit, dude. That would be terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, it's people need to stop being selfish and stop. Oh yeah, I don't want to wear a mask because it help, it hurts me breathe. Well, what about death? Try breathing when you're dead, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling my other friend that yeah, all those people don't want to wear masks, and they go, "Oh, my freedoms." It's like screw your freedoms, dude. Yeah, yeah. Try being free when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you'll be. You'll, no, actually, that's probably like the most liberating thing, death, dude. <laughs> that's probably like the most liberating thing ever when you die. <laughs> like, yeah, you're dead. You can do any. You're free. <laughs> well, alrighty, my friend. Should we should we end it here? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I'm starting to get some cotton mouth over here. <laughs> no, you did. You did great. This was awesome. Cool, dude. Maybe, um, yeah, definitely try to reach out to my brother, and I'll talk to him, too. But um, try to reach out to him and see if he's willing to do one. I'm sure he'd be great to talk to, and then maybe we can do another one sometime. Yeah, with all three of us. I, I would love that. Oh, uh, that'd be cool, man. Hell yeah. We should, we should, the three of us should definitely have uh, park coffee. <laughs> yeah. Or, or um, like I was saying, man, maybe we can even just go to his house, dude. He has a backyard. We can all sit back there or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. All right, right, brother. Well, I'll give you a call, bro. All right. The good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. You too, brother. Bye.